0: Hello, friends, and welcome to All Things Divine with yours truly me, Erica Dontello. And this is our very first episode for 2024. Can you believe it? I am so excited. I'm actually really excited to talk to you about our topic today. Now, if you're joining us for the first time, then just let me school you on some things. Here on this podcast we talk about your home. Now your home can be your root chakra or it can be your physical place, your mental or spiritual, emotional home, your self. And so we talk about all things. We can talk about anything from physical space to decluttering. We talk about your root chakra and unblocking it. And we talk about mind, body, and spirit things over here. So if you're joining for the first time, hello, friend. And welcome to our divine community. And we love you. We thank you. And come on in and have a seat. So... Today, we are going to talk about knowing when to keep the door closed, and preferably burning it. Now, I know that that might sound a little rough, but hear me out. How many times, or how many people, I'll just say, have you had in your life where you have given them chance after chance after chance, and it's like... Are we going to keep continuing to repeat this pattern where we have a blow up and then there's some time pass and then I, we have a talk and everything is all kumbaya and then we're back together and it doesn't take long before the signs start to show themselves flashing red where you know the pattern of, you're about to have another blowout with this person, and then we will repeat that same pattern again. So how do you know when to keep that door closed and not reopen it? How do you know when to just keep it closed with just a lock or just to burn that bitch down? We are going to talk about that today on today's episode, first episode of 2024, all things divine. At DSGW, you know that your home is important to us. How you feel in your mind, body, soul, and physical home space is crucial to ensuring that you grow well. We are so excited because starting in February, we will have our first issue of DSGW Magazine, which is our mental and spiritual health quarterly magazine. Our digital copies will be free. All you have to do is sign up to our newsletter to make sure that you get your copy. Let's grow together. I am all about growing well and being well. You know, that is my motto for life. And that is my true passion that I love to see in other people. So if I can be a vessel to help someone grow well and be well, then I'm all for that. But I do know that there are situations where not everyone grows well, not everyone is well, they don't wish you well. And that's unfortunate because personally, when I have a relationship with someone I want to grow and evolve together and I have learned throughout many years that everyone grows at their own pace and I welcome that all growth at whatever pace with open arms but there are situations where you find yourself in a relationship any relationship now this could be a friendship a dating relationship a marriage any type of family relationship even a relationship with your employer um, but there is a time where you're going through these cycles of it just being toxic and like I said earlier You can find yourself in a situation with someone where you are, let's just, we'll say friends, and you're having a fallout every three or four months. And then you don't talk for two weeks, y'all talk again, work things out, and then everything's great, and then you fall out again. There comes a time in life especially as we get older, right? Where we just have to sit back and say, what is this relationship doing for me? And you really need to ask yourself some questions. I have four questions to ask yourself on if you should keep the door closed or preferably burn it down. And that doesn't mean that you have to have a huge falling out with this person and things have to be so negative and toxic. Now that does happen sometimes. And so I'm the first to say, remove yourself, run far away, do not open that door. Here's the gasoline, light it on fire, wish them well, heal, get your heart right, and just keep it pushing. But there are friendships that are like I previously explained and then there's some friendships where you just feel like hey I love filling your cup I love you friend but my cup is dry as a bone you are not filling my cup and you may have to make a decision on if you should close the door and just put a lock on there And so here's the number one question that I want you to ask yourself. How did this person treat you before any type of separation? So if you guys had a falling out, how were they treating you before then? How do they treat you when things are good? How do you feel internally? So I wanna give you an example. I had a friend who she was a great friend and I've known her since I was a child and we went through phases where we just didn't talk to each other and it, it was just you know life and that just happens like there was no really no fallout at least not that I can remember but then you know we reconnected and hilarious friend if you want to laugh until you cry this friend was amazing at that and she's just she's just funny she's hilarious but there were a lot of times where i felt a little triggered from how i was treated when we were younger so that's the core that's the root of our relationship because remember i said that i Have known her since I was a kid. And I started to remember why I didn't really keep in touch with this person because I felt like they were locked in this time of being, I don't know, maybe in high school. And then there was a little like delusion behind that as well. So I can honestly say that I was already feeling some type of way because there were things said about people that I really deeply care about. And I felt like, am I participating in this? Like, I don't participate in people talking about my friends. Like, are are we really talking about people? How old are we? You know, that's what I'm thinking. And like, I always felt like really foggy around this particular person Um, and when I decided that I was going to move months before I was trying to reach out to this person just to make sure that they were good because I thought you know I'm going to be moving anyways and so I'm backing up from this person but I still want to make sure that they're good. That's that's a good thing about me. That's a good trait. And then that's not always the best trait, especially if you're trying to disconnect. Um, I have found myself in many toxic situations because I'm always making sure someone's okay when the door should be closed, locked, or burned. And so I know I can't be the only one, but I've learned since then. So I'm trying to reach out to this person and... I heard that this person had COVID because they posted it so I'm thinking okay well I'm I'm texting you why are you not texting me back and I continued like every couple weeks I would try to reach out and then it just got to the point where I was like well I have to go like I'm I am moving out of state and I I just didn't talk to this person anymore so it was a weird thing where I felt like I was back in I don't even know what grade but and I don't have to say the grade right now but I felt like I was back there not knowing what was going on with this person why am I having mind games played with me like this is super strange and then I hear from a mutual friend that they said some some things about me that I had no clue where it came from no conversation was ever had with me and so that was the point where I locked that door and I was just done and the reason why I locked it and I didn't burn it down is because I have genuine love for this person and I knew that I was not going to participate in any type of bad talk like what are we 10 I, I just don't do that so I don't participate in that that I don't have time for that and I was I angry at the things that I heard oh yes I'm not gonna sit here and act like I am Mother Teresa I was livid but I have respect for this will love for this person and you know we have like some family like our our families know each other our kids know each other so I decided that I was going to focus on like all the times that this person made me laugh all the times that they you know came and purchased things from my store and that I got to just be around this person. I stayed with that in my heart and I just locked the door and and never will it be opened again. Because I just feel that it just comes a time where you have to be okay. You don't have to be friends with everyone and 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 if you're not friends with someone or you don't talk to them anymore, it doesn't always have to be something crazy. Now, did this person try to take it there? Yes, but I I literally went mute because I know myself and I know that, you know, if they were going to say too much, then I don't have a happy medium button. So it's either like nice sweet meditating Erica and and well I might have a little middle part I might have a a happy medium um to where I'm like a little assertive but still nice or I'm just going to just read you down and I don't want that I don't like that energy and so I did not participate in this storyline this narrative that was going on i didn't participate in it and i actually ended up blocking this person because again in my heart i'm only going to remember all of the fun things and there's not a conversation see here's the thing that i want you guys to know also when you lock that door you can have conversations with someone and and discuss things but if it's a pattern of you being in a toxic situation and you not feeling well in your mind and in your spirit, then that door just needs to be locked and there's no further conversations that need to be had. So that's what happens with me when I lock a door. Obviously, when I burn it, we clearly know that there's no conversations that's going to be had. But when I lock it, it's just, you know, me having love for you. But knowing that there's no back conversation that we are going to have. And it's the same, like, if you have a friend, friend, family member, husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, who will start to create scenarios in their head, that that is a form of toxic behavior, that it's a form of being a narcissist when they create stories in their head and they have you on pins and needles all the time because you don't know what type of personality you're going to get and then you're having to walk on eggshells and you're not sure what's going on what conversation do you need to have with someone like that because they are going to create their own narrative not everybody needs to have closure you are not going to understand why things need to end you don't and you you, you're not going to understand it, and you need to seek the closure by yourself. And that's what I did. This is the way that this person is. I wish this person the very best, but we will not be having a conversation because I'm not going to be drugged back into this. And there's nothing that you can say to me when you were dishonest. And so I just want to keep it at that. Now, we have an understanding if if we see each other's children, then that's different. you know obviously I'm going to talk to you. the child like I don't take things out on children. I don't do any of that. Um, I think that's really childish and um, and I think that that's okay if it's a if you have a mutual understanding uh, with someone like that. So that is my first question, is how did they treat you before the separation, like when everything was okay? And this particular person always had me in a distressing feeling. And I just never could get like a grounding with this person. Everyone knows, y'all know this, in our divine community, I am very deep. I will talk to you about anything, I'm real authentic. And if I have a relationship with someone, obviously I know that there's different types of relationships, but this was like a homegirl. I've known you since I was a kid. So I'm expecting to be able to talk to you about life things. And you are in the state of when we are like, and I don't know, maybe junior high, and I can't get you out of that state. And you know we have children, we're you know we're married, we've all these life things, and I can't really talk to you. that's a problem for me. And you are disrespecting and making fun of and talking about people that I truly deeply love and I have deep relationships with that is a no go for me. So that is how I was treated before. And so my next question is how did this person treat you during your separation? Now, this is a very important question, and I want you to really think about it. I'm going to ask it again. How did this person treat you during the separation? Now. I say that this is a very important question because how someone treats you when y'all have a disagreement, you need to watch that because that is their true character for how they are in their life right now. A big thing for me is if I have a disagreement with someone and you are, if you call me names, all of the horrible names that you could probably think of. Whether it be racial or physical appearance name, like whatever, if you're calling me out of my name, that's a problem. If you are telling my personal business because you are now mad at me, that's a problem. Now with relationships, people forget that when you you can have disagreements that that happens in life, period. But if you Us having a disagreement then makes me feel like I am not safe or secure in mind, body, spirit, physically, whatever, then that's a problem. I have seen people do the most horrendous things and I have been in toxic relationships before in my time where I am being called the N-word the B word, and all the things that I said to this person that I was in the relationship with in private, they would think, okay, well, we are mad at each other. So now I'm going to go tell this other person like, hey, Erica, you know, she really isn't feeling you. She told me this, this and this. She doesn't know if she still, you know, wants to be friends with you, whatever it could be. But like you're telling, you're talking about these things with your partner. You know, we pillow talk with our partners and for that partner to go back and not only disrespect you by calling you out of your name, but then say personal and private things that you've said as I guess to one up you or just to show like how angry they are that shows you who that person is. Like, how do you ever go back and feel safe and secure with them again? It's like putting a Band-Aid over an affection. Like, unless you get some type of therapy and you really truly work at it to trust each other again, that person is going to repeat that pattern again. I have even seen in a relationship that I was in, where someone would get mad and like I said, they called me the N word, they called me the B word, like they called me a lot of things and they would talk about me so horribly and tell things that I said in private and then they would even like lie and say that that I said things that I never did just to make other people mad. And with this person, I never felt safe and secure. That's a huge thing for me. Because, you know, it could be a couple days later and then we're talking about things, working through it, but then you've done all this other damage. I've got like six other people mad at me that I actually have to be around because you decided to get mad and then do all these other things. A vindictive person when you are mad, they obviously do not have the purest intentions for you, but that is something to really think about of how were you disrespected now there's been some time that's passed before I've been in a uh, toxic relationship like that and to remember that but then also be grateful for where you are because in in a true healthy relationship you have disagreements but that person deeply loves you and they respect you they don't call you out of your name of sure can y'all both get heated and then you might curse and just you know not calling each other name but you yeah you're gonna curse you're gonna be like shit you know whatever it could be but there is such a level of respect and love that no one else will know that there was a disagreement unless of course, you know, it's a friend or family member and they might tell their significant other like, Oh my gosh, I just got into it with my sister. Like, what do I do? I told her that I didn't like her shirt, you know, something small like that. They're going to talk to their significant other and get advice. But that's as far as it goes. They're not trying to be vindictive and get other people mad at you. They're not saying things and doing things that turns into an infection and then they try to put a band-aid over it so to see how far I've come I just want to give a shout out for the Lord right now can we please give a shout out for the Lord because he has brought me a mighty long way and I am grateful and thankful so I'm passing this on to you friends to think about how you're treated when you have a, a disagreement with someone because it's not okay for you to be disrespected and it's not okay for you to disrespect either so if you are doing that then it is not too late to turn it around and if you have been done like that then we're going to go on to our third question and our third question is what state of mind does this person put you in Previously, This is before the separation. So this kind of goes with the first question of how did they treat you before the separation? Like when everything was great, but what state of mind did they have you? And are you walking, were you walking on eggshells even when things were okay? Were you afraid to voice your opinion? Could you be your true authentic self or did you have to be the way that this other person wanted you to be? These are things that are hindering and that keep you in a cage. And we should all strive to have relationships where we can be our true authentic selves. Now, again, of course, now, if you're at work, you know, we have a work voice and we are not our true authentic selves, because if we were, we'd be walking out that door, right? (laughs) Um, And of course, there's acquaintances, but I like acquaintances because I am my true authentic self. I'm just like, oh, hey girl, what's up? How, how's it going? And of course they don't know like my deepest and dark secrets, but an acquaintance is the, is the easiest person to be your authentic self with. Now, obviously at church, we are, we strive to be our authentic selves, but clearly we cannot go up and tell the Bishop like, hey, what's up homeboy? You know what I mean? So y'all know what I'm talking about. What state of mind did this person have you in previously with the relationship? And then the last question is, how many times have you reconnected with this person? Now, I have seen people have a relationship. I'm I have done this also have a relationship and then it just didn't work out. But that person was respectful. You were respectful. Y'all just broke up and then time has passed. You guys reconnect and it's great. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm also not talking about if you have disagreements with your siblings and it's just, y'all know a good, uh, a good old healthy sibling fight. <laughs> um, or if you have a disagreement with your parents. Like, I'm not talking about that because that happens with family dynamics and just, well, just relationship dynamics. That happens. I am talking about for all these previous questions. Now we clearly know at this point, if you've had situations like me or similar, these were some toxic situations. How many times have you reconnected with this person? And of course people make mistakes and mistakes can be made and and there, there can be disagreements and you reconnect. Like I said, there is, It's okay to have a healthy disagreement with a relationship that you are in, whether it's friend, family, significant other, whatever. But if all of those other toxic things are happening, then I want you to really think about how many times have you accepted this behavior. So at this point, you're not even respecting yourself. And that's the problem. And that's what I learned is that I am constantly accepting this behavior of one being completely disrespected during a disagreement, no protection, no respect, or like being in a situation with a friend where my cup is not being filled. I am accepting this behavior. So what does that say about me? What do I need to get to the root of? And then when I thought about the times that I accepted it and I had to count because it was that many times, uh, whether it was a a past relationship or a friend where I had just some strange situations. I mean, I counted way more than five times that I accepted that. And it was like, It it might have been different things that happened that caused the fallout, but it was all the same theme. The same theme of me getting disrespected, not feeling safe and secure, having no respect, no boundaries of protection, wanting to just drag me to the pits of hell because now you're trying to make other people mad at me for something that's not even true. And you know, the really interesting thing is that whether it was a past relationship or past friend, they all did the same thing. They were nothing alike, they were not family members. They all had that same theme of disrespecting me and me feeling like I'm walking on eggshells, me not feeling safe and secure, me not being able to be my authentic self, the same theme. So I had to do a lot of self work Getting to the root of things, why do you feel like it's okay, Erica, to be disrespected like this? Why are you accepting this? And again, you have so many infections all over you, girl. Your band aids are oozing. You cannot repair this with these people, you have to let them go. And that brings me to my next point because I'm a person, well, I was, I am not anymore. But I would let someone have, quote unquote, closure with me. But I mean, that it was usually in a relationship. So that always ended up in us being back together and then repeating that same cycle again. And then with a friend, I would let them just, you know, say whatever they were mad about, which never made sense to me, or I just wouldn't address anything. And then I would repeat that same pattern with them until I started to grow and be well within my soul, within myself. And it is okay. And I am telling whoever is listening, all of my new friends, I am telling you that it is okay for you to set boundaries for yourself. And it is okay for you to close a door because it's okay that things didn't end on a good note. It's okay for you not to participate in anyone being toxic anymore because you love yourself and that is the most important thing. If those situations had no boundaries of respect for you, then you can easily change it by setting boundaries for yourself healing on why you feel that it's okay for you to have this treatment and why you feel that it's okay for you to have friendships like this because there is a such thing as healthy friendships let me tell you and it is amazing over here come over to this side healthy relationships yes that does exist and you deserve all of that So I am here talking to you today about just building up the courage to close that door and preferably burn it down because you love yourself, you are loving, you deserve all of the love that this life can give and more. And I want you to be okay with moving forward and taking yourself out of any toxic relationship dynamic that you may be in. No one should be saying the most horrendous things to you when they are upset, especially if they are going to circle back around and try to rebuild again with you. How can you rebuild off of that when you've been disrespected? There should be a level of respect and all relationships should make you feel safe and secure. So, hello to 2024 and hello to friendship and new beginnings. And I thank you so much for listening today and I will see you all and speak to you all soon. Be well, everyone.